Happy Fourth of July Eve. Welcome home. Come on, let's thank God together. There's thankfulness in this house. Come on, put those hands together.
like a lot of energy. Y'all want to keep going? Okay. I thought about ending it, but y'all have a lot of energy, so we're going to keep going. Okay. Do y'all know this part, the get up? Okay. Are y'all going to like squat down and everything? Okay, cool. Say, get up, get up, get up. Get up out of that grave. Get up, get up, get up. Get up out of that grave. Get up, get up, get up. Get up out of that grave. Get up, get up, get up.
Jesus tonight. Come on, we can do better than that. We bless you, Jesus. We praise you, Jesus. The part of the song that said is the praise goes up, the walls come down. There's a lot of walls in our culture and our society that needs to come down. And so I want us on the count of three one more time to lift up a shout of faith and a shout of praise. And I want us to believe for every wall that has been built in our society, walls of division, walls of hate, walls of injustice, all of those walls would come down prophetically in Jesus' name. So drummer, I need your help. Band, I need your help. Church, I need your help. But on the count of three, let's lift up a shout of praise and a shout of faith in this city, amen. One, two, three. Father, we come before you tonight. We thank you for grace. We thank you for mercy. We thank you for salvation that comes through Jesus alone. God, we thank you for this nation that we get to call home. 
God, we thank you that you're not done with this nation. But God, you have purpose and you have destiny for this nation. And Father, we call this nation back to repentance. We call this nation back to revival. And we ask for your mercy and your grace to shine on us once again, God. We believe for God and country to unite, that you still, God, that you are able to bring healing to this land, that if your people who are called by your name would humble themselves and pray, that, Father, you would open up heaven once again over this land. Father, we cry out for your mercy tonight and that you would send revival once again. God, hear the cry of your people. God, I pray that you would see a remnant on this Sunday night stretching out their hands, stretching out their faith towards you tonight. God, you would recognize, you would hear from heaven and God, you would bless us once again in this land. God, we ask that you would send a mighty wave of your presence once again. God, we love you. We thank you for it. And we give you all the praise, the honor, and glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Come on, let's lift up one more shout of praise to Jesus. So good to see you all here. Welcome to God and Country 2022. You may be seated tonight. So good to see all of you here in the house of the Lord on this Sunday evening. We're excited about what God is going to do this year. Amen. I said we're excited. Is anybody excited with me tonight? Thank y'all. Thank y'all. We're excited. It's been three years since we've been able to do this and celebrate. And so uh, we're just excited about what God is going to do in this house, but then also outside tonight. Um, if you're new here with us, this is our annual celebration um, that we call God and Country, where we're believing for God to do some phenomenal things in our nation in this hour. And if you want a little bit of more information about who we are as a church, what we believe, what we're passionate about, the vision of this house, there's a little connection card that's in the pew right there with you. I want you to grab it, fill it out. You can drop it into the offering in just a couple of moments. We want to just share a little bit about what God is doing in and through Evangel um, in these days. I believe that the best is ahead of us. Amen. I believe that the best days are in front of us. I know there's a lot of craziness and chaos out there, uh, but we're believing for God to show up and do some phenomenal things. And so we just little, love to share a little bit of that vision of what God is doing uh, in and through Evangel. A couple of things. We've got the food trucks, the bounce houses, um, new here tent. If you had any information or questions about church or anything outside um, all of that's going to be going on up through the evening, and so as soon as the services are over, uh, join us outside for a time of, of just fun and festivities, and we'll have the fireworks going off somewhere around 9 o'clock. One thing, though, um, the building will be opened up till about 8 p.m., and then at 8 p.m., just so everybody knows and understands, we're going to have to send security through to get everyone outside of the building, outside into the safe perimeter zone before the fireworks goes off. And so we have to have one hour of sweeping through the building. And so just to give you a heads up, by 8 p.m., everybody needs to exit and make their way out of the buildings by that point. What time? 8 o'clock. Awesome. Awesome. Well, so good to see you tonight. If our ushers, if you would go ahead and come down to the front, it's time to receive the Lord's tithe and offering. Amen. Go ahead and start preparing that. Psalms chapter 41, verse 1 through 3. God makes some promises to those who are generous. How many are thankful that God's promises are yes and amen? That when God promises something, you can take that promise to the bank. Amen? And there's some promises that he gives to people who are generous people. He says in verse 1 of chapter 41, blessed is the one who considers the poor. 
Blessed is the one who considers the poor. In the day of trouble, the Lord delivers him. Not only does the Lord deliver him, it says the Lord protects him. How many of you want deliverance? Amen? How many want protection in your life? These are promises that God makes to those who are generous. And then it says, and the Lord keeps him alive. The one who is generous, he's called blessed in the land. God will not give him up to the will of his enemies. And the Lord will sustain him on his sickbed. And in his illness, he will restore him to full health. Our God makes promises to those who are generous. What do we call that? We, he makes covenant. We believe that as we party ourselves and make covenant with God, as we do what God calls us to do, as we be who God calls us to be, to be a generous people, that God makes promises. He makes covenant. And you can take those covenants, you can take those promises to the bank. He calls us to be a generous people because that's who he is. He is a generous God. And I'm thankful that I, ser I, that I serve and I stand in a generous church tonight. This church is a faithful and a very generous church. And I want to just share for a moment that every month this church supports over 180 different missionaries and ministries around our world, touching those who are impoverished, as the psalm says, touching those who are in need, those who have no access to the gospel, those who don't have access to clean water, those who don't have access to basic necessities of life, those who are struggling in human trafficking situations. Every time we give and support the ministries of this church, we're channeling and funneling money into areas that are supporting people all around our world who are in this very situation. You know what that means? When we do that, we make ourselves party with God to the promises that I just read. He delivers them. He protects them. He sustains them. He heals them. And He doesn't give them over to the will of their enemies. I want to be party to those promises. Amen? I want to encourage you tonight. Maybe you've never given before. Step out in faith. Be a giver. Be generous. Be a tither. Giving of yourselves and making yourself covenant with what God says He will do in and through your life as you step up to the plate in the area of your finances. Father, I thank you for this opportunity that we have tonight to bring your tithe, to bring offerings into the storehouse so that there will be meat in your house. God, you said to put you to the test in this area. Not many areas in Scripture where you say to test you. But in the area of generosity, you do say to test you. So, Father, I pray that we will step out in faith tonight and we'll test you and we will watch you prove yourself faithful. Father, bless those who are giving tonight in more ways than they can ever have imagined. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Hey, after the offering passes by, if you would go ahead and stand with us in worship tonight. Left behind. 
I just want to speak the name of Jesus over every heart and every mind. Because I know there is peace within your presence. I speak Jesus. Oh. Jesus. Everybody, come on. Jesus. Shout his name. Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Jesus. 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 You can be seated. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Welcome to God and country. And uh, I'll explain foundation of this in my message in a few moments, but I want to welcome each and every person and those that are watching live stream right now, uh, God bless you for being online and watching, and at 7 o'clock we're going to go outside and enjoy the festivities and all that is planned and provided, but I want to make a couple of introductions. One of our school board members that loves God, takes righteous stands, uh, Charlotte Joyce. Charlotte, I don't want you to stand. And has been a friend of this church. And she's a good school board. She's running for her position again. And Charlotte, we appreciate all you've stood for on the school board. And then I would like for Emily Nunez to please stand. And she is running for a house seat and uh, District 15. And I know that this woman loves God. She stands by the word of God. And uh, we, we just believe in supporting people that the word of God is a part of their life. And they believe God. And they believe his word. And they believe we've got to make a difference. And then we've got another guest, T.J. Waters, that is running for sheriff. And I want T.J. to stand. 
Listen, this is a man of God. He's got conservative values, and he's running for sheriff of this city, and uh, he believes in the Word of God. He believes in the house of God. He doesn't miss church. One of the things they, he told the people that were trying to get him to run for sheriff, he said, I will not miss my church on Sunday. Hey, and he's not just a Sunday morning person. He's a Sunday night person. I like that. Amen. Come on, let's give all three of these candidates a big hand and thank you for their service. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want you to turn in your Bibles to John chapter 1. John chapter 1. John chapter 1. Hallelujah. Verse 6. Well, let's back up to verse 3. All things were made by him. And without him was not anything made that was made. In him, in Jesus, was the life. And the life was the, everybody say light. Light of men. I was amazed that several of the worship songs tonight were talking about light. Light. And the light shined in the darkness. But what happened? The darkness couldn't comprehend it. Couldn't understand it, couldn't perceive it. It's amazing. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. The same came for a witness to bear witness of the light. John came to bear witness of the, everybody say light. That all men through him might believe. John was not the light, but was sent to bear witness of the light. Verse 9, that was the true light. There can be false lights. Remember what Paul said in the New Testament? That even in the last days, if an angel of light, so there can be some false lights, comes to you bringing a different doctrine, don't you believe it? We've got to be light distinguishers and know who and what is the true light. And I'm here to declare that Jesus is the true light. About 11 years ago, I was praying. I was praying for our nation. And uh, God in my prayer time showed me something that uh, the, he, he showed me the cross. And then he showed me a flag on the cross. And this is where God and country got its start about 11 years ago. In an image that God impressed my spirit with, the flag of on the cross. And as you drove up tonight, if you saw the big cross that goes up to 90 feet, and then the American cross on the bottom of that cross, I'm telling you, America needs God. America needs the light of Jesus. Amen? And we find our foundation. We find our, our freedom in Christ. This nation has a covenant with God. And I'm going to take you through a few things in a minute. But I'm telling you from the inception of this nation, in fact, even beginning with the pilgrims, the pilgrims, when they came to this new world, 
made a covenant with God. His name Yahweh literally means covenant keeping. And at the foundation, even in our own area, the first Protestant prayer that was prayed on this continent was prayed here at Fort Caroline by the French Huguenots. And they bowed their knee before the Lord, making covenant with God. George Washington made covenant with God. I'm telling you, you can find this covenant all through our American history that men that formed and men that were used to help begin this nation, they called on the name of God. I want you to just lift your hands and let's call on the name of the Lord. Let's do what our founding fathers taught us as we look through the annals of history. I'm telling you, they called on the name of Yahweh. They called on the name of God. Matthew 5.14 says, you're the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. And the pilgrims read that verse in the formation of the very early days. 331 years later, John F. Kennedy referred in January 1961 to America being a city on a hill. I, I've got so many quotes, I, I don't have time to read them all. In the American Revolution, pastors were declaring, John Adams on February 13, 1818, he declared that America is a city set on a hill. But he also wrote, and I found this 11 years ago, as this nation was being birthed and this nation was coming into being, he wrote to his wife and he said, every year Americans need to celebrate America. And on our national birthday, Americans need to celebrate the goodness of God to America. And he said there needs to be parties, festivities, lots of food, and then he said there ought to be luminaries. And he was talking about fireworks. And I, I read that. And I was thinking about that 11 years ago as I, the Lord showed me, put the flag on the cross and declare something. And, uh, and so that's where God and country got its start. Now, friends, I believe we've got, we've got a, a command in history that we need to celebrate, that a nation called America is not just a good idea. I believe that America was a God idea. I find that all in so many different places. And uh, President Ronald Reagan, in the State of the Union on 1988, he said, America has been and must continue to be, and it must be passed along a shining city on the hill that the world, the nations of the world might see. And as I said, I've got so many things I can share. Patrick Henry said, the Bible is a book worth more than all the other books in the world combined. 
and on and on, John Jay and Noah Webster. I, I could just recite to you what they're saying about the light, the light. Everybody say the light, the light. On and on there are, there are, there are sentences about the light in our American history that we're to be a shining city on a hill. But I'm here to declare that America has broken covenant with God. That we've allowed the light of the gospel to be extinguished. We've allowed the light of the gospel to not have precedence in this nation. I'm telling you, we don't need less of the word of God. We need more of the word of God. America, come home to God. Come home to the founding fathers and, and what they declared over this nation as they set covenant with God. Psalms 33 verse 12 says, Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. Let history be a teacher to our nation. Every time Israel, and you look at Israel, and Pastor Jordan did a marvelous job this morning presenting this. But every time Israel departed from God, judgment came. And then they turned back to God, and God is merciful. Hallelujah. God is merciful. And he turned the nation back and revived the nation. But Jesus came to be the light of the world. But I want you to go with me to Genesis chapter 1. Everybody turn in your Bibles. Genesis chapter 1. This world was dark. And God said, let there be light. And light came. The physics of light are it will disperse darkness. And the church has allowed the light to be extinguished. The, the church has allowed the light to not be that shining light, that brilliant light that was on a hill. In Genesis 1, in the beginning God created the heaven and the earth. And the earth was without form and void. Everybody say darkness. Darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. Look at verse 3. God says darkness needs to encounter light. Isn't it something that he sent Jesus centuries later to be the light of the world? We just came back from Israel on Wednesday. And uh, on Monday, we were in Bethlehem, and we were over those Judean hills, and we were sitting there eating lunch, and I began to just look at those hills and think back 2,000 years when it was a dark night. It was a dark night, and all of a sudden, angelic host showed up announcing that the light has come. That Jesus has been born. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It was so bright that the, the shepherds became very fearful. They became very fearful, fearful at the light. I want you to know 
We need a shining of the light. Amen. Amen. Mr. Lightman, I want you to turn, not yet, till I tell you, I'm going to give you an order. I want you to turn the lights off for 10 seconds. Let it be dark. Then I want you to come back on with 10 seconds of the strobes of light going into full house light. But before you do that, I want you to know we're in a sin-darkened world and nothing, nothing, nothing. Now that was an audible. They're not prepared for this. <laughs> I didn't tell him what I was going to do. <laughs> I'm calling an audible. But I want to illustrate something. That the physics of light is darkness gets dispe dispelled. So go ahead. It was dark in our world. And then from heaven, I'm telling you, I can show you that there are strobes of light in heaven. I can show you in the Bible. All right, hit the strobes. Come on. Give me some strobes. Hallelujah. I can show you this is happening in heaven. Piercing beams of light. And then Jesus came as the light of this world. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Light dispels darkness. It's the basic physics of light. Darkness can't stand light. Where's the light of the church? Where's the light of our lives? Jesus said you are to be the light of the world, a city that is set on a hill. I was looking, we stayed in Tiberias on the Galilee, and I was looking around the Galilee at the communities last week. We were there for several days, three days, and at night, those lights just flickering, and I thought, we're to be a light shining to a lost world. The churches, there's 1,400 churches in the greater Jacksonville area. What if every church started really shining the light of Christ? What if every church took its mission to, to heart that we are called to be the light of the world? That men love darkness rather than light. The devil promotes darkness. And I'm telling you, that Jesus came to be the light. John realized his position. He was not the light, but he was a light bearer. And when Jesus came on that Judean hillside, he came, the Bible says, as the day spring from on high hath visited us. You look that word up, and day spring means light shining. We've got to bring the light to Jacksonville. Amen. We've got to bring the light. You got lost family members? They're going to see the light through your life, through my life. We're to be light bearers. Hallelujah. James 1.17 says, Every good and precious gift comes down from the Father of... Everybody say lights. 1 Peter 2.9 says, You're a chosen generation. A royal priesthood, I want the worship team to come back, who has brought you out of darkness. Church, say amen. amen. 
We've been brought out of darkness into what the scripture says here, 1 Peter, the marvelous light. Don't be a child of darkness. Be a child of the light and be a light bearer as John was. John 3.19 says, this is the judgment. God uses light as judgment. That light has come into this world and men love darkness rather than light. But Jesus came. And John 1, 5, and the evening and the morning, or Genesis 1, 5, were the first day. But God said, let there be light. And he called light into being. As the worship team comes back, John said, Jesus said, John 8, 32, he that follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. Your God, if you believe in God, if you believe in Jesus, is all about light. And you've got to be a light bearer. Amen? Saul, and we were up in the Golan Heights. Very, we don't, no one knows exactly where Paul saw a shining light, but it was on the road to Damascus. And we went up on the border of Lebanon last week. We went up on the border of Syria last week. And there's a road that goes up to Damascus. And I thought as we were driving that road somewhere, a man named Saul, a man who was persecuting the church, a man who was being used to even kill Christians and to damage the church, but a mighty light shone down on his life, knocked him to the ground. He was blinded for three days. I want you to know I'm praying for an encounter with the light in America. I'm praying for an encounter with the light in Jacksonville, Florida. I want you to stand with me, and I want us to lift our hands, and I want us to declare light over the city of Jacksonville. Come on, light over the city. Light over this city. We call this city to the light. We prophesy to the light. We prophesy to our city. We prophesy to our nation. Let there be light in Jacksonville. Come on, church, help me. God expects us to open our mouth and say something. Say, let there be light. Let there be light in Jacksonville. Let there be light in America. Hallelujah. Let those shafts of light, those beams of light from heaven come down and lighten the pathway of men. Men who have loved darkness. Men who have missed the way. We prophesy light over this nation. If you don't know Jesus, you're listening by live stream or you're out in the parking lots right now listening to this over the sound system, I'm going to lead you in a prayer. And we're going to ask Christ to come into our life and to show us the light. There's no distance with God. 
He's all-powerful and almighty. I was in Jerusalem last Sunday morning and watched the live stream of these services. And I thought, look at God. From Evangel Temple to Jerusalem, and we were actually in that early, while you were having the early service, we were at the Holocaust Museum, and my wife and I went outside, and we turned on live stream and watched the service. And I said, there's light coming from Jacksonville. Light coming from Jacksonville. And I, I want to lead you in a prayer right now. Dear Jesus, everybody pray this prayer. Dear Jesus, I believe that you came to be the light of the world. I ask you to come into my heart. Be my Lord and Savior. Forgive me of my sins. With your help, I will walk in the light. I will be the light to the world around me. And I declare by your anointing that light shines and overcomes the darkness. In Jesus' name I pray. Come on, let's lift up a shout as the worship team comes to close out this service. Oh God of revival, pour it out, pour it out. Every stronghold will crumble. I hear the chains hit the ground. God of revival, pour it out, pour it out. Come awaken your people, come awaken your city. God of revival, pour it out, pour it out. Every song over
you to put your praise shoes on, your dancing shoes, and let's give God glory in this house tonight. We've got freedom, and we are ready to celebrate.
country tonight. 